off and then we're gonna do a fucking podcast, I guess. Wait, are we doing are we doing local recordings? We well? should, we should, yes. we should. We should okay, we should. I'm gonna do that because the last time we didn't do that, we lost an episode and it yes. killed our momentum for a full three months. <laughs> yes, yes. <sighs> How have you been in the many months since I saw you last? The the world kind of went to hell. <laughs> I thought the worst thing that would ever happen to me would be when Ruby did a false flag uh, school shooting deep to fake. deep fake uh, the, to steal the election. To steal the election, Russian hackers. By the I way, they actually the say that. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was watching this episode and they actually say the words while stealing an election. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I know. This fucking show. This fucking show. It's a great show. It's a perfect show. It's all you need. Uh, hi, Honestly, everybody. I'm higher on this show now than I was when we recorded the last episode. So anyway, it's good. I'm going to enter the podcast and then we're just going to continue what we were saying. Give me just two seconds. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to newbie episode something or other. Um, I am Autumn June. I am joined as always by Curly. Hello. And Nora. Why is Curly before me? I don't know. We're just mixing things up, trying to spice things up, you know? Well, I can't go before you. Is that not allowed? (laughs) <laughs> why do you hate curly so much damn <laughs> no, no, no defense offered whatsoever i'm too sleepy i just woke up uh, okay you've been awake all day i just woke up i didn't realize you were napping me either until i woke up <laughs> saturday um, moods here on the podcast Saturday quarantine moods. <laughs> We're not under quarantine. We're not doing this. Um, I'm going to stop playing with the little piece of aluminum while we podcast. Uh, they decided to make Ruby good, everybody. Oh, why? As they why always do that to me. <laughs> it always becomes good again. I don't know why everyone is shocked. This is the arc of Ruby. I was pleasantly surprised they made Ruby good. The bad bit was so bad, and and in the defense of previous me's who have threatened to write off this show forever, even the good bit was still replete with bad bits. There was plenty of bad bits with the good bits. The thing that I will say before we get into the episode discussion is that I watched these episodes yesterday and was like, oh my god, they finally made Ruby good. And now I can't remember what happened in these episodes anymore. It's okay, I watched these episodes twice. Okay. So I will count on you two to remind me of what happens in something I watched yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just finished watching these episodes, so they're fresh. The, the The damage they dealt me is fresh in my psyche. So we are talking about episodes 9 through 13. Yes. Um, Doesn't that mean... Hang on. Didn't we lose episode 8? I Yeah, I think we lost episode 8. Are we just leaving that? <laughs> What happened in episode eight was that was just fallout from the from the deep fake shooting, right? They went to yeah, it was fallout from the deep fake shooting. That we can like super quickly summarize this episode if we want. Like yeah, let's they, do it. Uh, they briefly uh, they, they go to like Jacques invites them to dinner to celebrate his victory. He corners them with yes. the council. Ironwood's yes. like ah. You know, as he is through most of the rest of these episodes. How am and, I uh, get out of this one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then Weiss's mom comes through with the evidence. Yeah, Weiss's mom uh, gives the evidence. There's a bit about rehabilitating Whitley, which is totally dropped. 
Yep, uh, does not come up in these episodes. <laughs> because this show does things slowly. That's fair. Why is walking through her own home saying, this looks like a good spot to find some evidence? <laughs> <laughs> she was right, you know? When she's right, she's right. Right, and I, I just remember not liking episode eight very much. No, uh, it wasn't being, very good. Being very iffy on... The obvious things like uh, Ironwood continuing to be a fascist and also iffy on um, the portrayal of Weiss's mom as an alcoholic. Uh, I think I remember you all during the episode kind of convincing me like, well, they did this arc a little better with Crow. And so it's earned maybe some of the like uh, not earned, but it's not just doing caricature. Like we know that the show knows yeah, what alcoholism is. In. I remember thinking it was OK, uh, but, you know, the episode where we like laid all that out and had a good talk about it is gone forever now so yeah you know. yeah these things happen <laughs> <sighs> episode nine as above so below weiss presents the video of jacques dealings with watch to the council and arrests him and he says that's not real <laughs> however mantle is under attack from grim caused by the citizens rioting over the lost heating Oscar encourages Ironwood to trust Robin and later reveals that Ruby's group learned from Jim. Ruby, Jr., and the Aesops fly into Mantle to evacuate the citizens, while Neo, having infiltrated the Schnee Manor, reports the meeting back to Cinder. Do you want to... Episode 10, yes. out in the open. Okay. Wait, well, hang Ruby on. Are we just, are we... <laughs> no, hang on. No, please. I can't do this. <laughs> okay. Episode like, nine. I'm, I'm happy to move on sooner than we might otherwise, but like, I mean, this episode isn't that interesting, and I've got, I don't know. Yeah, episode some of, things to say about it. Episode nine for me is the big pivot away from bad Ruby into good Ruby. It's not like all the way there yet, but we're like, yeah. we're we're shifting gears here. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's the it's the turning point. I don't think the good Ruby actually begins in this episode, but it, it, it they 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 start to tell you like. Remember how we spent like fucking six episodes of this show? Like, oh yeah, we can. I can see where this might go. Oh yeah, I can see where this might go. These are the setups that actually pay off. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, everything, everything with uh, Jacques being totally ineffectual. Um, like at once he's caught, like he just did not have a plan for what happened when he get caught. Got caught. Extremely funny and good, IMO. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess with the way that the rest of it pans out, uh, it's kind of, it's like, he he's like, oh, damn, I didn't know this would happen. It's like, it, it feels like it gives him de deniability in a weird way. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Um, like, everyone, everyone, like, everyone, you know, fucking gets mad at him and is like, this is your responsibility because you should have known this would happen. But like a number of other things, it just kind of falls by the wayside over the next three episodes. And I'm, I think I'm fine for that. It's just like kind of weird that that's basically the end of what we see of this character is him going, oh, geez, I didn't know this would happen. I assume there's going to be some scene in the future of Weiss or Winter seeing him in prison. Um, It'll be Whitley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whitley arc. Yeah, the Whitley arc has been set up. That is true. He he does um, leave this season storming off like an angry uh, teen about to go post on 4chan about how upset he is. So, yep. 
Which is, in a way, what all posts on 4chan are. Like, nobody is posting on 4chan about how happy they are, even if those are the words they use. <laughs> I was going to try and come up with a fake Reddit post for um, Whitleader Wright, but actually I'm not going to. Um, I think that's wise. I think that's wise <laughs> that you have made that choice. Would you say that's wise of me? Ooh, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I guess this is a good like first like uh, basically what's what what I'm gonna say is like my only like m- sorry my major problem with the rest of these episodes is that I like them broadly I like them quite a lot they have despite myself I've managed to become excited for this show again which before I had watched these episodes I didn't think was possible so I guess that's a success but it's <laughs> happening in spite of the fact that all of the fascism in the first half of this show remains there in the back half and starting in this scene i i i don't know if this show i don't know like if this show is like it's engaging with some of it some of the time but then like to establish trust in this scene fucking robin's like well here's my here's my polygraph semblance mm-hmm. and then there's there's a bit where hang on there's some dialogue that comes up there's some dialogue that comes up. We cut away and we see like a load of chaos in Mantle or whatever. And we cut back and Robin recites like a, a really long run on sentence about how she used to think that he was hiding something to save himself. But she thinks now <laughs> maybe that he's hiding something to protect other people, perhaps the whole world. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's very bad dialogue. Um, You ever notice how uh, Ironwood is wearing... America colors. He's got the Gundam colors. He does kind of have the Gundam colors. colors. The Atlesian colors are um, red, white, and blue. He is quite like if Gundam Mm. were a man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's well on his way to become Gundam. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two more more limbs and he will be most Gundam. And a dick. Um, (laughs) Gundams don't have dicks. Not yet. One in each hand. They're called Bean Savers. <laughs> they will fuck you up. <laughs> Stupid. Um, I will say in episodes 9 and 10, we get... Um, we haven't talked about 10 yet. Well, I'm just, I'm just talking because I think this is more in episode 9, but I can't remember. Um, we get my favorite thing about the fascism this season, which is like the... Um, uh, the gang, like tells um the gang tells ironwood about what they know from Jin, and ironwood starts to like starts to be like uh, maybe i shouldn't be a fascist maybe like fascism is bad maybe i'm gonna trust these kids and try to like change my ways okay, and then of this course... happens in this happens in episode 11 and i think we should definitely talk about it when we get there because i laughed out loud when it started happening it was so okay. so funny Okay, we will then we will get there. Um, one last thing about episode nine, and then we maybe sh- should truck on to episode ten. Um, episode nine does have um, Ruby and Oscar having a really awkward, like two teens having a crush on each other yeah, conversation. I, I reject this ship. I reject this ship out of hand. <laughs> I hate it. Whatever, it's cute. I hate it. This is a cute scene, but I don't like the ship. Whatever. 
Um, uh, so I guess the, the last two things I have about this episode that I wanted to make sure that we bring up, um, mm -hmm. the fucking, the, the, the recording that Weiss gives to the table has the, the line about having your cake and eating it too. They, they had that line read <laughs> and they put it in the show twice. <laughs> it was that good. Also, uh, I just remembered that they do cut Jacques off mid evil laugh, which is like so <laughs> yeah, mean. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> he starts uh, to do the evil laugh and they just like shut that shit off. I almost clapped. Yeah. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> and the uh, the last thing, um, uh, sorry, there's a couple more little things. Uh, so there's a part where, so after this happens, Mantle is under attack by a little Grim. They get on a, a transport ship so they can fly down to Mantle and defend the people. Uh, and then, you know, bad stuff is happening. Things are, things are, you know, we've hit the episode where things get serious. And uh, so Nora and Ren hold hands and they share a moment together. And then, and then the camera cuts to uh, Blake and Yang, who just kind of like, you know, they nod at each other because they're bros. Yeah, <laughs> uh, standing, standing two feet apart because they're not gay. Yep, precisely. So there's that. Didn't love that. Yeah. Um, and then I guess to hit back upon the sort of broader problems I have with the next few episodes, like um, this, this, this scene centers around, so they get told that power is off in Mantle, people are burning stuff, that's attracting Grimm, Grimm are going to kill the people, this is bad. They find out about this, they dispatch hunters to go and save them, or whatever. But like, over the course of this scene, the speed at which they hear about these things is like weird, like it's stunted, the information flow is not so great. Right, mm -hmm. and then the mammoths start bearing down on the on mantle, and they immediately dispatch some, uh, like, uh, they immediately dispatch some like uh, fighters to start bombing the bombing the mammoths, right? And like, I wish this show seems to care that like, or was making a point. By the fact that like stealth bombers were ready before evacuation ships were ready, or like you know, like nobody in huh. the nobody in the council even seemed to know it was fucking happening. Like, but the the military were like, "Let's go, <laughs> bomb time." And yeah, I, I no, that's a huh. And I hadn't thought about these, that. <laughs> over the course of these next few episodes, like it, it's like it sort of made me sure that the show wasn't trying to make a point with that. And again, maybe it doesn't need to, but I, I kind of wish it was. And then the other thing that I wish they did was there's a really cool uh, little thing that we get on like two or three shots in this episode where someone in a scene is off. Their movement is slightly strange. They're smiling a lot more than they should be because it's Neapolitan. And like I was just watching that and I was like, damn, that's really cool. And that's the kind of thing that's really cool that could have been in any other episode of this show. <laughs> They could have not brought. They could have not waited to the last possible second to bring these characters into the show. But even if you do wait until the last possible second, like that's a cool thing that you could set up earlier than one episode before it's going to happen. Because, like, basically, what I feel like is that these last few episodes are so jam packed full of really great stuff that mm. you could have spread it out a bit, or at least indicated it was going to happen much earlier or like had fun with it much earlier i guess is what i'm saying because the first half of this season was not that fun yeah you could like in every episode have like cutaways to like random people who don't seem to matter at all and like why is that person like that would be too much 
Yeah, yeah. Every, it doesn't need to be every episode. I just mean, like, you know, I, it just mm. feels like uh, it feels like it misallocates the I feel bits like, of this that are cool. I, I feel like you're not really reckoning with how important the election arc is to Ruby. <laughs> it was just a very important arc that we needed to invest a lot of time in. Yeah, it's, I can. Do you know what really tells me how important it is? How many times literally anyone mentions it after this exact scene? <laughs> <sighs> so is Robin going to get a council seat now? I mean, yeah, I think someone said that, but I, I don't know because no, they didn't say that. But no? what okay. does that matter? Because you know, I mean, I yeah, well, the, at the next what table. Bit. Yeah, right, yeah, bit. I just remember that Ironwood's going to declare martial law. <laughs> but also, even without that, uh -huh. what council? <laughs> yeah, like, there's there's plenty more <laughs> left to happen. What, what city? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. What's, Yo, the what's... whale, though, the fucking whale, I will get there. But <laughs> we'll get there, we'll so get there. Cool. The whale fucking owns, but Nora, can you summarize episode 10 for us very I briefly? I would love to finally summarize episode 10. <laughs> Adam the Elk, Ruby wow. Jr. and the Ace of Spaghetti Mantle, the final of the invasion. Ironwood and Robinson and Broadcast revealing Salo to Mantle, and they do the handshake. Tyrion attacks Robin, Clover, and Crow, while Watts infiltrates the Amity Tower and is confronted by Ironwood in the coolest action scene we've had in a while. Meanwhile, Neo goes to steal the Lamp of Knowledge from Ostriger, while Ostriger <laughs> Cinder targets the Winter Maiden. Um. Most important thing about this episode, to be clear, Ironwood keeps that thing on him. <laughs> he should have keep that motherfucking thing on him. It's the most great. important thing in this episode is the scene where he pulls out his second gun. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think that's the moment when the vocals kick in, right? Yeah. Yeah, this, this, he, this episode had the fucking vocal track. It was so he, good. He finally gets a theme song. Um, I think he might have had a theme song before, but I don't remember. You, wait, which Nora? Wait. Sorry, you go, Curly. When, when was this with the with the, the theme song? Um, it's while he's fighting. Oh, um, that's that's the next episode. Oh, is so it the next? There episode? is an episode in between there. Okay. Okay. Um, they like they like they they draw their weapons to fight at the end of episode ten, and then oh, they start. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I have a thing then to say about episode eleven that I will save uh, for a moment. Um, there is a lot of it. There is a lot in episode eleven, like a lot. Yes, like that that thing that you and I, you were saying. I was saying we should wait for that you mentioned before. That's in episode eleven, right? And it's very, it's very good. <laughs> it's very funny. But hey, episode ten Glenda is like doing? a big. Sorry, say again. <laughs> hey, what's Glenda doing? Welcome to our new weekly segment on this podcast. <laughs> What's season two character doing? What's season one character doing? Um, I would Remember just like pardon. To... Where's he? <laughs> I just want to point out that one of Ironwood's guns is called Due Process. Oh my god! <laughs> I fucking hate this show. I hate that I'm going to watch another thirteen seasons of this show. God damn it! Um, I'm just getting. What's the other one called? It doesn't say. Uh, uh, the second gun shoots gravity dust, as shown in Gravity. <coughs> I'm skimming through episode 11, and um, uh, something that happens in this episode that would not come up in the summary for obvious reasons um, is 
so something that does come up is Cinder and Neo are in their apartment that they're sharing. Um, you know, yeah, as sure you do, as you know, <laughs> just regular conspirator, regular co-conspirators slash co-workers. There's a, yeah. there's a lot of like, uh, you know, well, they've love, got a lot of lust vibes. Between, yeah, they've got vibes. Oh boy, they be vibing. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna bring up the the weird vibes that I had for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I was even looking for this on my second watch and didn't see it, but um, so uh, Cinder and Neo are sharing an apartment and they're talking about which which evil plan they want to do. Um, and Neo <laughs> transforms into Ruby to be like, "You want to go kill Ruby?" And Cinder starts walking toward her, and I thought that she was going to kiss I, Neo. I did also think that. <laughs> I was like, whoa, where's this going? But then I was like, what the fuck? Oh. I definitely I definitely remember noting that there is a weird, but I also remember noting that it, it is then immediately dispelled. Like Yeah, I just I think it's just a quirk of how something was framed that I yeah. I just thought she was going to kiss Neo while Neo was Ruby, and I was like, that's weird, but I'm, it didn't happen. It didn't happen, which is probably for the best. <laughs> it's definitely for the best that that didn't happen. But, uh, but like, it's, I think that's just, like, I think it's a feature of how they generally frame and move Cinder in scenes. Yeah. The, I, the way that that was shot. I think Cinder um, is just supposed to be, like, femme fatale in every single moment that she's on screen, and Neo is also supposed to be doing, like, the femme fatale thing all the time, and so... They just look like they're going to fuck at any moment. <laughs> they are fucking. <laughs> um, Do you think Neo turns into Ruby while they fuck? I hope not. Not. <laughs> no. I hope not. Um. Thinking of other Salem. I hope not. <laughs> oh no! I think that I think she definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> I think Salem is precisely that bitch. <laughs> Wait, no, Cinder. I, I, God damn it, Salem Cinder is messed about in my head. I thought you were saying, does she turn into Cinder? I was like, yeah, I don't know, probably. <laughs> oh, it's- oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Cinder's definitely that bitch. That's me. Um, <laughs> trying to think of more episode 10 things to talk about. Um... We get I mean, this was just a big fight scene. Like it had, it had, yeah. it had the cool moments where they do the big fight. But this is not even yep. the best fight scene. There are there are good like running good fight scenes episode to episode now. Can we talk about how much uh, Crow, Robin, and Clover are all married now in this episode? <laughs> yes, in this episode they are. It's. I was going to say we can talk about that, but it will only hurt me more than <laughs> episode twelve. Because god damn it. God damn it, episode 12. Um, I'm skimming through episode 10, and it's mostly just really good fight scenes. I'm, yeah. I'm struggling to think of more to talk about, unless, and I guess I would say let's go on to episode 11. Yeah, I'd say let's move on. So, episode, uh, so uh, yeah, so episode, uh, episode 10 ends with they go to Amity Arena, and then Watts is like, haha, I can control Amity Arena. And they do this thing where we get a, we get a really wide shot of them standing at the center of the arena while the, you know, octagonal segments come out. And I was like, damn, this show had all of this 
the whole mm-hmm. this is the this is the exact moment at which I was like, we waited 10 episodes for this. <laughs> like this is so cool. It could have happened at any time. <laughs> this is so fucking rad. Nora, read the summary. That's all I am being busy. <laughs> Gravity. Ironwood defeats Watts, and Tyrion is arrested. <laughs> is that all they've got? However, Cinder's calling card causes him to panic and lose trust in Team Ruby for lying to him. Salem offers for them to surrender, but Ironwood declare, decides to declare martial law and use the Staff of Creation to levitate Atlas to safety. When Team Ruby opposes, as Mantle is not fully evacuated, he orders Aesops to arrest them. Meanwhile, Cinder follows Winter to the Winter Maiden... Not Winter, the Winter Maiden. While Team Junior discover Oscar is missing. What I thought this was going to be is Ironwood takes the Staff of Creation out of Atlas and goes to Amity, and then we do Midgar. (laughs) We just drop a city (laughs) on another city. I thought that's where this was going to go. Um, God, I wish. I mean, I don't wish because that would be bad. That would be really dark. But God, I wish. (laughs) Um. I mean, it would be a thing that happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, first of all, fight scene good. They do the they do the shot from the Matrix. They do they, the shot. They the they jump towards each other and hold hands. Uh, mm-hmm. That's very good. <laughs> but like the the running on walls, running around walls, like uh, Ironwood nearly getting knocked like off the the bits that they're running on, and then balancing himself with the gunshot is really cool. Control uh, just starts to happen. It kicks ass. Watts is a Watts is a huge fucking nerd and is counting his shots. That's I don't like that. <laughs> He's got a stupid steampunk revolver with too many chambers. Yeah, yeah, is is yeah. I mean, it looks cool, but goddamn, it looks totally unusable. But then that's the aesthetic for this show. So I think on balance, that's probably okay. Counting your shots as you fire them, unless your name is Revolver Ocelot, is not. I was literally okay. gonna say. Um, but, yeah. that, but like Revolver Ocelot is a huge dork, and everything about like you know they know that. Whereas they want to buy it, they want us to buy Watts as like a an embittered scientist and not just a fucking weird gay Hold dude. On. <laughs> I don't think that Kojima thinks that Revolver Ocelot is a dork. Have you seen mm. the end of Metal Gear Solid Three? Where <laughs> I think he just thinks that's cool. <laughs> I think that is 100. I don't think Kojima knows what irony is. Is the thing that's definitely true. But like, you look through Big Boss's eyes at Lyndon B. Johnson and see behind him Revolver Ocelot walking around going meow. <laughs> yes, yeah. they they but have a gay canon. wrestling match in a. I was going to say like if the if this had ended with like you know uh, fucking Ironwood like knocking the stuffing out of Watts and then just Watts like getting up and just giving him a big kiss before dying or something that would have been okay but that didn't happen so that would have been that would have been not revolver rad. ocelot <laughs> i was also kind of bummed out that um ironwood does not just drop him into the lava pit and fucking murder this dude i i like arthur it's well enough it's not really clear what happens because he just disappears and then when we come back watts is in a different place he's in a prison yeah. cell when we oh, come back you? Yeah. yeah, he is in a prison cell, yeah. That didn't read to me. Okay. Yeah, I was... That's what I got, anyway. I mean, I don't... I want Arthur to come back in some ways, because I think he's, like, a good enough villain, and I don't want them yeah, to kill all cool. the good villains. But also, I think it would have just been metal as fuck for Ironwood to kill that dude. <laughs> um, but also, 
as they get onto the center pr- platform and it rises, they both change their grips and engage in a pistol whip duel. Yeah. Yep. That's cool <laughs> as hell. And and um, Watts is like, oh, you chose that... Uh, I don't remember what he said, but he, you chose uh, Pietro over me. Mm-hmm. I think he calls him fat or something. I mean, he definitely does that. I just don't remember the rest of the line. Yeah. And then he traps his arm in a laser. <laughs> he yeah, does do and that. Then, and, and then, then I guess Iron would like tears off all the skin on his arm or something. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. I already have one metal arm. What's two? I assume... he says he says, I'll sacrifice anything. And you're like, oh, that's what Oscar said in the conversation in the last episode, thinking that's the payoff for that setup, which is a misdirection because it's mm-hmm. well, you know, it's a you know, it pays off again more. Yeah, in a bad way for oh. other people. Oscar uses that line to be like, um, like I'm gonna do whatever it takes, and like, you know, uh, uh, Ironwood uses that line to be like, I'm gonna do double fascism now. <laughs> <laughs> he sure do. He I'm sure gonna do, do fascism even harder. I mean, so I'm in two. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to I'm embarrassed to say that I think actually maybe we even mentioned it on this podcast and I just totally forgot that when Watts's voice is getting all hoarse and like bedraggled, I'm like, oh, it's Vegeta. That's who that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but aside from this uh, fight scene, there's a lot in this episode. I'm trying to figure out where to start with it. I mean, after that fight scene is when Crow, Clover, and Robin fight Tyrion. Right. That's the second half of that one sentence at the start. Um, I didn't... I didn't find the Crow, Clover, uh, Robin stuff with Tyrion half as interesting as the Ironwood and... Yeah, uh, it's, it's not as good, but I think it's still good. Like, uh, it's it basically good, just sure. It basically just shows out how outpaced uh, Tyrion is when they're all working together, because, like... Basically, that basically because uh, Clover has a, a lasso that he can just put on Tyrion's tail, and Tyrion basically never gets over that. <laughs> and also, um, how outclassed Tyrion is when he's not fighting children. <laughs> yes, that too. Um, Remember how ominous Tyrion was in season four when he was fighting children? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, ch- children and one like recovering alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> One very sad man. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, there is something really dorky where um, Robin is like, I've got a score to settle with this guy. And then Clover is like, well, I've got a bigger score to settle with him. And Crow is like, get in line, losers. I've got a score with this guy to settle for three seasons now. And then um, when they break his aura, he's all giggly. And then Robin like kicks him and knocks him out. And it's just like, oh, he nutted. <laughs> yeah, she's like, also, she's like, where's that smile now? And it's like, the damage is done. <laughs> also, you can't be a cop to the Joker. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You can't say, Tyrion, you're under arrest. Yeah. Okay, here's the question. He's Which already is... under arrest in society. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which is cool, the cooler Tyrion? Tyrion Game of Thrones or Tyrion Ruby? I've never seen Game of Thrones. 
What if Tyrion Game of Thrones had? I I, I, I almost said Tyrion Game of Thrones, and maybe that <laughs> should be his name. What if Tyrion Game of Thrones had a big metal scorpion tail? <laughs> is is Tyrion Game of Thrones the one who invents representative democracy? He's yes, kind of. Okay. I think that happens at the end. Maybe he's Destiny Man. Okay, what's his name from Destiny? Oh they yeah, took him out of Destiny though. Yeah, they yeah. took him out of Destiny he's, and replaced him Nolan with North. Uncharted. He's Nolan North. <laughs> he's Nolan <laughs> North now. Peter Dinklage is now Nolan North. Also, this is the episode where the Aesops are like, "You don't have to understand orders; you just have to follow them." Yeah, I, I, I also when I heard that, I was like, "What? We're still doing this? Really? Everything's <laughs> gone wrong so many times." Well. Let's start it. Let's talk about the whole scene in the office with Ironwood where. Oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good in a, in a way that is kind of bad. But like it's it's super good. I mean, it's like. I mean, isn't this just another one of our moments of of like a Mitsurona or a Glemmy Toto? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we just love that this character is so committed to their to the flaws that they have. But it's just yeah. so funny because. He has a moment where he thinks about trusting people, and then as soon as he sees the single chess piece, he's yeah. like, "No, <laughs> well, that was that was." It's set time up for some fucking game theory. <laughs> it, was, like, it was set up earlier in the season that he has like yeah yeah trauma. For sure. about no, the, for sure, the Black Queen, and that was just so that this scene could have him holding the chess piece and freak the fuck out and go Pepe Silvia on everyone. No, yeah, for sure, like, it's his, really it, well like, established. Um. I just think it's like the the moment that makes it really good is that he almost backs down from the ledge and yeah. then like no, I'm gonna declare martial law. I'm going to arrest Actually, these children. Why did Robin know about Amity? Uh-huh. Yeah. Basically, I like this scene a lot, except for the fact that uh I think that I, it was it was sort of a, a two way thing for me because what I want to do is I want to laugh at Ironwood losing it because he saw it like you know he's won right he's doing great nothing's gone wrong and then he sees a he sees a single chess piece on the de desk and he loses his mind he starts like screaming at people threatens to arrest some children and what I want to do is like see that as a total falling apart of his character right and mostly that is what we get but what I also get is the fact that this show doesn't know that the person he was before enabled all of this to happen like yes that that like that with all of the like with all of the uh you just have to we just have to follow orders or with robin agreeing that like uh, uh ironwood's plan to protect everyone is good with like what we're about to get where we get like two full episodes of every action uh like dialogue cut in being some like really weird fucking you know, use lethal force if necessary. Like, <laughs> like a load of really weird stuff. Like, oh, they're just resisting. It's like, it, it, it's again. It feels like it's too on the nose. It's like not excessive if it's necessary. Yeah, exactly. Like, God. and I wish, I wish the show was like saying that these things were bad, but I don't think it is. <laughs> there was um, a comment on the Rooster Teeth website that both you and Molly posted on Twitter <laughs> yesterday. Um, that was someone commenting, I think, on this episode. Um, oh, yeah, martial law wouldn't be that bad. Right? Martial law isn't so bad. I don't see why Team Ruby's so upset or no, whatever. that's not what they said. 
Um, there's a comment it's, it's, on this. Ren is in the wrong, like Ren is in the right here or something. Was that it? No, because it was no. about Nora. Nora, right? Yeah. Um, there's a comment on this episode that I'm looking at right now. That's I'm on Ironwood's side through and through. <laughs> um, you're the bad guys. You're the baddies. While you're looking up this comment, Nora, I do also. Oh, I wasn't looking up the comment. Oh, you started scrolling on your page. I thought you were looking it up. Um. I do also want to point out that unless I'm misremembering at this point, Cinder hasn't actually done anything. She hasn't taken the staff. She hasn't found the winter maiden. Um, she doesn't have the lamb following winter because this scene starts with Ironwood asking if anyone's been caught trying to infiltrate the place. Yeah. She's following winter to the maiden. No, no, no. But like at this moment, the only thing she has done is gone into his office and like put a chess piece on his desk. She's about to try and do a whole bunch of stuff. But also she's not even here with Salem. Right, right. Yeah. But she doesn't right. know. I don't know that. Actually, yeah, that was something that in the, within the scene I was like, uh. But then I remembered that actually like they're not, you know, they they think that they're still with Salem. Uh, um, which to me just makes everything about Ironwood's blow up even better because like she hasn't done anything yet, and she's yeah. in his fucking brain like this. Like she's just yeah. like she's given him all sorts of brain worms. Um, Martial law wouldn't be a bad thing. thing. Nora isn't on the right side here. Well, we'll see about that one. I guess <laughs> this is the same person who is uh, commenting. Uh, I'm on Ironwood side. So nice. Shout outs to this roosterteeth.com user. We'll get, them on the, we'll get them on the podcast for season eight. <laughs> But like, I just, I just found this so funny. It just, it just reminded me of like, uh, it, fittingly for this season, it just reminded me of uh, being on Twitter after like, you know, the election or whatever, and all of these people trying to convince that like, you know, layer after layer after layer after layer of what if this is like this? What if it's like this? What if it's because of this? And it was just, uh, I don't know, I just found it really funny in a, in a way that I suspect was at least partially like, you know, part of what this scene was going for. It's just the show's overall awareness of the rest of what it's setting up or lack thereof that I didn't like. But overall, I like this scene. Yeah, I like it a lot. And then we get a uh, a character beat that I'm really happy with. Oh God, this this is this this uh, beat. I, I think I know it, which one you're talking about. I have the note. When I Salem have. shows up. Yeah, when Salem shows up and talks to <gasps> Ruby in particular. I, I, yes. the, the note is, I have, the exaggeration of the note that. I have is in like big capital letters. Why is this show good now? Like, <gasps> oh my just, God, this owns. I'm just happy that after holding all of that inside for seven seasons, Ruby is finally going to crack and like admit that she's walking around with an intense trauma and like yeah. depression that she's hiding from everyone. <sighs> I'm so high. It starts. It so first of all, uh, fucking Ironwood's handbag explodes, and there's the horrible jelly pain monster in there. <laughs> it, 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 it says like two words, falls on the floor, and explodes into a cloud of uh, you know smoke. Salem, who is like fucking twelve feet tall, emerges <laughs> from the cloud of smoke. Uh, says a load of intimidating stuff. By the way, another example of the show knowing exactly what it's doing but refusing to commit to it is having this fucking giant woman like softly intoning <laughs> the menacing plot. And then she looks at she looks at Ruby. So Ruby says, "You know, you don't have everything. We we can stop you. We'll we'll always stop you. Whatever you send, we'll stop you." Salem turns to Even her. Even if we can't kill you, we we're still able to stop yeah. you. Yeah. 
So then turns to her, and then she says, your mother said the same thing. And as she says it, the show starts doing, like, flash cuts to Ruby's mum in the same pose as her. And I was like, what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I got angry that this show has cinematography like that. Because <laughs> they just don't do it in, in like, any other episode this season. It's the same show that we saw last season when Ruby finally uses the silver eyes. Yeah, and you see yeah. Summer animated in like new Ruby style for the first time. Mm, yeah. <coughs> um, there's also like a really good, just like droning sound that's happening here. Yeah, um, yeah. Not only does it get cinematography for a minute, it gets like audio design for a minute. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's just good, y'all. I don't know why everyone's so surprised. There's because, because all of the rest of the episodes <laughs> of this season is alive. One of these episodes, I cannot remember which one, has a Dutch angle in it. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> Getting fancy this, on this me. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Remember when that Dutch angle happens in The Witcher? God. <laughs> I, mean, I, I tweeted about this, and I think you saw it. But goddamn, there's a there are Dutch angles in Doom now. I hate it. God. <laughs> Doom Eternal has Dutch angles in its cutscenes, which is just a, a, a very cursed sentence. The fucking thing about me is that I love shooter lore specifically. Like the stories around first person shooters are always really cool and fun yeah. and stupid. And I'm just refusing to play Doom Eternal or finish Doom 4 uh, because I know that I'll just like the dumb angel lore. So, but this is the thing, right? I love dumb angel lore. Like, I, I, I I'm totally with you there. And like, uh, Doom's like ability to one of the the things that I like the most about Doom Four, a game I liked but didn't love, is the like the times where you are in a fucking prog album cover. Like, you, you know, mm -hmm. you, it, like the background is insanely over detailed. There are seven hundred demons on the screen, and you're like disemboweling one of them, or whatever. That's cool, and that gels really well with Mad Angel shit. But I don't think I think the game marries them in such a like in a really bad way, basically. I like Doom 4 a lot, but I thought it should have been like 10 hours and it was more like 20, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, the, the back so, half just fucking sucks. It's bad. And uh, I just like when Doom Eternal came out, I was like, oh, maybe I should finish Doom 4 finally. And then I heard all these like bad things about Doom Doom Eternal. I was like, yeah, shrug. Yeah, I feel like if that game wasn't called Doom, people would be a lot more into it. Maybe, Maybe. but then it like it's a lot of what it's doing is it's doing it because it's Doom. So right, but if it was somebody just saying, "Oh, we liked Doom back in the day," let's make fake Doom. Yeah, if someone yeah, was yeah, making right, fake like Doom. But like okay. a lot of what it, a lot of what it does is like like narratively and uh, you know uh, like it, it, a lot of it is about doom in a sort of loose way. Like I don't know. Anyway, this anyway, is not a doom Ruby. podcast yet. <laughs> Do doom be <laughs> doobie. I'm 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 doomby. <laughs> doomby. Now can we get some Ruby Doom fan like crossover fan art? for the podcast art. I'm putting this in the chat so I remember uh, to name the episode <laughs> Doom Before. It's um, <laughs> pretty good. I'm a fan. Um, um, and then, oh yeah, and then this episode ends with 
Ironwood's like, I'm going to declare martial law. We're going to arrest these children. Everyone's like, what about, we got to save all these people. And Ironwood's like, we've got to sacrifice them to save everyone else. Don't you understand? I'm sacrificing so much. And you know, <laughs> obviously the, the main characters don't really buy it. And then I just, uh, this is, yeah, again, this is the moment where I was like, yeah, this show just has no idea that these people, I don't know, like th this is, this is, so much of the rest of this was already that. And the show didn't seem to think it was a bad thing. I don't know. Anyway. Is is this the episode where Nora tries to arrest someone and is then and then is like, can I do that? It was Weiss. That was Weiss. Oh, and that was in episode nine. Okay. Um the kids Which was good. I like let that. those kids think that they're real cops and then um I mean, they are real cops. They are they real are cops. cops. <laughs> like they're not cops, but they're the closest thing this world has to cops, except for the cops. Yeah, they have literal cops. Yeah, it's yeah, just they, that there are other yeah. bigger cops than them. Yeah, and then this and then this next episode, they fight those bigger cops. So right, I hope that season eight is the kids learn not to be cops, um, and that maybe being a cop was always a bogus dream, and Ruby just being very depressed. And the there's, rest of the team trying to make make her feel better. There's not going to be enough time for ideology in the next season because they're going to have to fight Salem. I was going to say, fair. like, honestly, I hope that the next season is just 13 episodes of fucking like whales crashing into floating cities <laughs> while gu I, guitars squeal in the background, <laughs> which we got I, quite a lot of in these episodes. I hope next season is they fight Salem and lose, and then we have a 10 year time skip. Th that would be great. I would adore that. It's not going to be that. I would have I know, that. but I want to see the time skip of like everybody like yeah. I can very easily imagine the show doing a time skip. Oh, they're going to. They're going to borrow it. Yeah. Is what I don't think they're going to borrow it. I think they're going to shapuden it. Yeah, I think well, cuz it's like are we are we already in the are we all like cuz there was the, you know, the volume 3 time skip and that was sort of a shapuden light, I guess. Yeah. Um like anyway. I want to come back and have them look 100% different, not like... Like, be like actual adults rather than just older teenagers. Right, right, exactly. Um, but I don't know. I think this show probably isn't going to do that. Anyway, that's the, we, we can talk about what we want for the future for the end of this episode because I guess we're watching fucking 30 more seasons of this show. Nora is going to go fix dog, and so I'm going to read the summary? Uh, I'm going to... Yep, do it. I'm... I'm Leading over to her computer, trying to find which of her <laughs> 60 tabs has the summary. I have no idea. And so she's probably just going to come back in time for me to not have to do this. Nice. What are you doing? I was trying to find the summary so I could read it. Don't. <laughs> so, to begin, Darth Cadis was a human male Lord who turned against family and friends, betraying his former principles and leading the Galactic Alliance, he once championed into a reign of terror as he attempted to bring order and stability to a fractured galaxy. Why are you reading Darth Cadus? Who's Darth Cadus? The son of Han and Leia Organa Solo, and given the birth name of Jason Solo, Cadus was... What?! <laughs> Did Nora just step into the wrong podcast? Has there been some kind of dimensional slip? <laughs> I need you to tell me if this is a Star Wars podcast. This... <laughs> Tell me if this is Star Wars. Yeah, this is Nora from the I, alternate I timeline where it. Rise of Skywalker didn't make us uh, unenthusiastic. Don't and speak for me. I'm never unenthusiastic about Star Wars. Rise of yeah, Skywalker I mean, made I us. Love, 
I love Star Wars, and that's why I hated the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to do New Year, New EU, and we were going to start reading Star Wars books, uh, and Rise of Skywalker really killed our enthusiasm. And for then that. the world also ended. Also, we're caught on fire. Wait, I thought I thought we weren't doing. Uh, hang on. To what extent are we not doing this? The whole quarantine thing. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't I, know I wasn't sure what I took from that. I don't know. Um, I was just saying that we we're not quarantined. Like okay, because I am. So yeah, I'm going to work every day. Okay, I'm staying right. in I'm, as much I'm, as I can. I'm, I'm not allowed to. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fun. I don't see my job changing anytime soon because it's a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm in fucking voice conference meetings for four hours a day. It fucking sucks. Sick, nasty. Um, Episode 12 with friends like these. 18 minutes and two seconds long from January 25th, 2020. <laughs> the 91st episode of the show and the 12th episode of this season. Team Ruby defeats the Aesop's while Tyrion exploits his captors fighting to crash the transport ship with Robin knocked unconscious while Tyrion kills Clover with Crow's weapon so the latter would be framed for murder. As Neo battles Oscar and Team Junior for the Lamp of Knowledge, Cinder faces Penny and Winter for the Winter Maiden. Okay, so this episode begins most like the the fight between Ruby and the Aesops uh, spans over most of the episode, and the, mm-hmm. sort of like where this episode starts is in the transport with Crow, Clover, and Robin, and sets mm-hmm. up like that's that, that's basically the arc of this episode is what happens in there. <coughs> Everyone else gets gets slowly, uh, you know, advanced, I guess, because so in this transport ship. Uh, the uh, the iron the order from Ironwood gets goes to Clover and Clover's like, "Damn Crow, you're under arrest." And C- Crow's like, "What? <laughs> let's let, let's talk to Ironwood about this." Uh, and then, uh, uh, Crow tells Clover he's never pegged him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. He does say that. Uh, they have a fight. They have, so they have a fight with their big weapons in the enclosed transport ship. Obviously, Tyrion gets free because obviously that was going to happen. And uh, then screams, uh, "I'm enacting the will of our goddess," which yeah, is a, which is pretty a new cool. Joker direction. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty cool. I, I like I like the idea of a, a cult of Salem as a as a as an aesthetic for this show. I'm into that. Yeah. Um. Nora, um, while we were watching this episode, you pointed out to me, um, remember last season when they were having a big just fight in an open, like, in an open air thing? And season five. Season five. In season six, they had a big fight in the open air, but it was on the cliff, and there was a shitty looking robot. Yes. So this time, it's not in a big room, and there's not a shitty looking robot, so they're really learning how to make fight scenes interesting. Yeah, like the action in this in these last few episodes is so good. I yeah, know, like the, the the fight with the Aesops, like the 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 choreo again, particularly with Yang and Blake, is like really fantastic, like really really dynamic, really fun to watch. Like it's just so cool. It's good as hell. Um, what? Um, let's talk about Crow and Clover and Robin and Tyrion. Uh... So they fight for a little bit. Um, Sora wins. They fight Sora wins. <laughs> <laughs> Clover. Um, Clover 
uh, is a big dumb idiot and cannot recognize that even if Crow it does have a warrant out for his arrest, Tyrion is obviously much bigger a threat. Yeah, yeah so so this is after they crash, they get they they like they wake up. Crow checks if Robin is okay. Robin is okay, but she's unconscious. And then Clover is there, like I'm still gonna have to arrest you, buddy. And then they start fighting, <clears throat> which is fine because yeah, Tyrion is unconscious. Right. Yeah. But then Tyrion isn't unconscious. He gets up and he's like, "Hey guys," and Crow is uh, Crow gets like Tyrion convinces Crow that they should team up to defeat Clover first and then fight each other, and then Crow <sighs> is surprised when Tyrion kills Clover, which you know establishes that uh, Crow and Clover were perfect for each other because they're both insanely dumb, <laughs> like. <laughs> Just the dumbest motherfuckers alive. Can two himbos well, find love. <laughs> Can two himbos find love on the battlefield. <laughs> In the snow, bam, Metal Gear Solid. Oh my god! And <clears throat> I thought this was going to lead to, um, like, some cops showing up and arresting Crow for killing Clover this season. I guess that's gonna like. It already happened, right? It happens in the in the the montage of where the characters are at the end of the episode. Oh, does it? Okay, I thought this, I thought this was going to start being a thing this season, and I guess it's going to be more of a thing. Crow next season. and Crow and Robin are both shown in handcuffs. Robin consoles Crow, I think. Okay, okay, I must have just missed that or forgotten about it. But um, this this scene this scene made me angry because the whole time it was happening, I was like, right. So why is he doing this? Like, what's the plan? At what point is he going to turn it over on Tyrion? And then at the mm. end, it turns out they were just earnestly cooperating, I guess. Like, <sighs> like he, doesn't, he doesn't look for something that he fails to get because he missed it. He's like, he just, it just happens. And I'm not even just mad because like, they've been flirting all season and like, it's a, you know, TV tropes, kill your gays, shit, or whatever. Um, <laughs> Nora is making a face at me right now. Um, you did say TV tropes on our podcast, which I think is illegal. I did do that. Don't Nora, repent. don't you dare open the TV tropes page for Ruby. <laughs> I don't know what I have to do after this conversation. Um, uh, I, so I'm not just mad about that because it's like, whatever, I guess. It sucks. I'm also just mad because I don't understand why this happened at all. Yeah, I don't understand. It's just the, so bewildering. Like, from a writing perspective, I don't understand why you would kill off Clover here. Um, because we have to make Crow sad. He's the been through the enough. The saddest man must be sad again. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go back to the old me. <laughs> 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 See now, I'm imagining that fucking Bub Bugs Bunny picture where he's like blowing the smoke off his gun, but, uh -huh, exactly. his gun uh -huh. but Crow's gun looks so fucking stupid that the the, the scythe is like jutting out at a right angle. And just, uh. Every time that's in a shot, I'm just like, man, that's really dumb, and they've stuck with it this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Look, that was a Monty original. You can't change. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, of course, of course. Like, I don't think they should change it. Far from it. It's just very funny to me. But he has to hold it like a TV remote, like because the, <laughs> is, because the blade is so big, he can't like put it against anything or hold it any other way than the scythe is like pointing out uh, at a normal to the ground. So it just it, it's like a TV remote. 
It's very stupid. Um. So what else? There's the big scene, um, with the fights and the team Ruby and uh don't know what to say about it except that it's rad. Um, I have the note Penny Good here, but I can't imagine why because oh, the there's big a fight there's scene a very... happens in the next episode, right? But she talks to Weiss about personal. She humans. talks to Winter. Yes, she does. You're right about that. Weiss too. <laughs> <laughs> she talks to Winter about um Winter is like I don't know. I I just let Ironwood do the thinking for me. Um and Penny is like maybe that's bad. And Winter's like gotten me this far and Penny's like maybe it's bad. <laughs> and this is actually actually uh going back to what I said earlier, this is part of uh, a really good example of an arc that has a solid trajectory and a surprising conclusion, but is actually signposted over the whole season. And it's this yeah. idea that Penny, despite being a robot, is actually more human than all of us. It's which in good, the next episode, right? which in the <laughs> next episode is going to pay off in a big, big way, or at least more so than Winter. Right, yeah, at least more so than Winter. The cop. <laughs> yeah. Who who is a cop till her you know well not till her last breath but certainly while she's had the shit beaten out of her she's still a cop. Also, Cinder's new outfit is so fucking rad. We we've seen God, it in good. prior it's episodes, so but like we get a a shot where like we get a couple shots now where we can see her new outfit in like full view, and it's fucking sick. It sure. God, I love is. her. It sure fucking is. What's this face you're making? Just looking at TV shows for later. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Same. Um, um, the uh, the I okay, guess so. The the fight with the Aesops. They all get owned. The Aesops get bodied. Uh, the Ruby gets an incredible line. Um, because the Aesops are all like, "We're the we're best the best uh, hunters uh, in the world." <laughs> and the team Ruby is no Ruby is like. You were until you trained us, and then starts to Bam. kick their ass. It's so fucking sick. But specifically, does something by moving very fast, faster than hair can keep up with, which you, is yep. what their whole like dynamic was about. Was about their speed, yep. comparing the speed. You can't yeah. name the uh, bunny girl Harriet and then call her hair for She's short. Not a bunny girl. What is she? She's just themed after the hair from Tortoise and the Hare. Okay. You can't call her hair for short. I refuse. The show oh, does it. Oh, now the fairy tale motifs <laughs> are too far. Yeah, <laughs> anymore. Season, Season seven. seven. That was it. The <laughs> limit. The absolute limit. No further. No <laughs> fucking. The search was named Oz. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so I actually want to circle back to this because we talked about how great this uh, this fight scene was, and it was great. And I think the specific ways in which it's great really, uh, like I don't know, I just I feel like the choreography team have really killed it here, and I would like to see them allowed to kill it in more places than just the last all in the last four episodes of a season. Yeah, for because sure, for sure. Some of the great stuff that they did in in this, like. You have action sequences which are like all of the action sequences in the early se uh, seasons of this show. Like they're fun to follow, they're fun to watch. Cool shit happens, and you know, occasionally, like sorry, often, like there'll be a cut, and you'll be you'll you'll react to it like, haha, that's cool that they did that. Like when 
Uh, you're following... Yeah, Yang sets up a load of uh, grenades on a rock. Blake throws the rock, and then uh, Dalsim catches it, and then uh, he catches... <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> Hold He's on. Dalsim. My guy is Dalsim. I was like, no, wait. My guy is Dalsim. He has long arms. <laughs> I don't know his name. I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either, to be fair. But Vine. They yell it. Okay. But, uh, they yell a lot of things. A lot of loud noises. There's, explo- there's explosions in this scene. Go easy on me. <laughs> because then he grabs he grabs Blake and pulls her in, and then actually it's a clone of Blake, and that's where all the bombs are. And you're like, oh, I didn't see that. And it explodes, and it's cool. Or like, um, uh, fucking, they can't beat. Uh, what's the tree? What's the tree lady called? Um, Elm. the lady with feet powers. Elm. Elm, she does right. have feet powers. And the feet powers, and the, the show rewards you for paying attention to the feet powers because Yang yeah. can't knock her over because she's rooted into the floor. So she breaks the floor and she can't grip the floor anymore. It's cool to watch. Yeah. And then for the, I think what is the coolest part of this scene is uh, like Hare is realizing that she's uh, gradually losing to Ruby. Like she's not fast enough mm-hmm. and uh, goes to handcuff her. Ruby takes the handcuffs and like binds her hands and then she st- like she does the remaining 60 seconds of fight without using her arms it's really cool it's really it's really so cool. good it's so good <coughs> fight scene and it has really good music yes the music fucking whips in like a in a in a way that uh like it's got the sort of um it's got the sort of uh, chugging guitars that I feel like we haven't really had since mm-hmm. uh, Volume Three. I was a big fan. Um, it reminded me of the season three OP. Yeah. <clears throat> Do we want to move on to episode thirteen? Yep. Yeah. It's it's good as hell. It's good as hell. Um. And that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 13, The Enemy of Trust. 24 minutes and 11 seconds long from February 1st, 2020. Well, Neo <laughs> chooses Penny once she dies. And Cedar, Cedar Cinder retreats when Ruby uses her silver eyes. Oscar tries to reason with Ironwood, but he is shot off a platform. <laughs> <laughs> Causing Ozpin and his magic to awaken, Crow and Robin are arrested while Ruby, Jr., Penny, Maria, and Pietro flee the Atlas authorities in an airship. Salem arrives in Atlas with a gigantic grim force. Couple things here. Okay. <clears throat> Does Oscar have a semblance, or is his semblance just having magic? Because Ozpin predates semblances. Yeah. Because he uh, just Oz- has Ozpin has magic. real magic, right? Like, yeah. That's his whole thing, is he just has yeah. real magic. Huh. Yeah. Like I hadn't thought about that. And and Oscar does something that looks nondescript magic like. But it, it's what Ozpin did against Cinder also, but we just don't know what that right, is. Right, yeah. It's like this a sort of bubble barrier bubble yeah. thing. Um also he does just get shot and fall off the platform. It's fucking good. It <laughs> it's good it's as good. shit. The conversation that him and Iron would have is so good. I like that Oscar um is Oscar is stepping into a role that he's been forced into, but he's making it like him. He's not just being Ozpin. He's doing the pose. Yeah. He's doing the walk. He's doing the voice, but it's like he's trying to be himself. 
Yes. Like that's what we, that's what we get, right? But, like uh he's uh like uh, Ironwood is like you, you, you know, you look like Ozpin, you're trying to threaten me like Ozpin, and Oscar's like, yeah, this isn't really doing anything for me, is it? And he puts the cane away, and he talks to him as Oscar rather than as Ozpin. But also, there's the scene in the dinner table in a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. when uh, Ironwood just calls him Ozpin. Yeah, and here he calls him... Here, one, Ironwood asks, which one of you am I talking to? Yeah. And two, like, he does finish this by calling him Oscar. Which is interesting. Um, he's he is willing to shoot a child. Yeah, he, he is he willing to a child. He murdered a he's child. He's willing to sacrifice gun. anything, including this child. It's it's uh, it's Evangelion, right? That shot's from Evangelion. Oh, I guess so. Oh yeah, where, uh, you can you Gendo. can bleep it, but it's where Gendo shoots uh, Ritsuko, yeah. right? Yeah. No, it definitely is. Um. Um. Just, what? just censor that second name with Shinji screaming. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Oh yeah. So, um, f- the first thing that struck me about this episode, because again, the fight, the fight between uh, Cinder and uh, Winter and Penny, you know, is established at the end of episode twelve and happens for most of episode thirteen. And like, Cinder and Neo are both so cool. Like, I mean, it's because, uh, at least in part, because they're not in that many episodes, so they get to be very, very cool for every second that they're on screen. God, I think they're, they're fucking so on. fucking cool. Like, they're uh, very cool. They are very cool. Like, uh, Neo's fucking, like, uh, like steamboat willy-ass movement in the fight where between her and uh, <laughs> Team Junior. Like, she's, she's, like she's, she's looking at the camera while she does it, and she's just, like, you know, she's smiling, she's popping and locking, she's, like... Just leaning out and catching people as they uh, they move past her and tripping them over and stuff. It's very very good. Neo uh, has never lost a fight in this show. Yeah, that's true. Um, because I'm she has that so thing much. right where every time she's about to lose a fight, she was just a she was just a maid of glass, so it's okay. <laughs> um, even then, it's like, um, I don't know. I I never gotten the the sense. The only time yeah, that Neo yeah. has ever been like on her back foot is when Raven showed up. <laughs> Which, I want fair. Raven back. It's been two seasons without Raven. I want to know where bring she's back at. Raven. What she's what's she doing? The cool she's... thing I would like to see them do with Raven is uh, uh, like narratively abuse the fact that she like within the fiction of the story can literally appear out of a portal next to the two or three of the most important characters in the story at any time she likes. I would like to see that happen at a weird time. Yeah, what if they're just having a normal conversation and just like Raven shows up and it's like, I have something important to tell you and then end of episode. <laughs> or like with no setup whatsoever, like uh, like Yang falls over with a fight and then she just appears. That would be super cool. God. That's what I would do if I was writing this show. Uh, but speaking of the writers of this show. By being a bird. <laughs> speaking of the writers of this show, actually, do you want some fucking good dialogue? Some fucking good dialogue Okay, is... is fucking cinder getting mad at fascists she's like you people with power think that because you have power and you have so much power you'll have it forever but no that's not what happens it just makes people like me and neo hungrier and i refuse to starve bam Uh, Ooh. oh so it says that raven's semblance requires uh, a strong emotional connection which means that, like, 
it doesn't seem like the other person has to acknowledge that connection. Yeah, for sure. So it could be literally anyone. <laughs> it could be like she spent two seasons hanging out with Ty talking about <laughs> their kids. <laughs> I would say having a child with someone probably gives you a strong emotional connection, like, regardless. But yeah, just you like, probably can't revoke that easily. <laughs> but, like, she just shows up for Ruby or something. She could show up next to Ruby, even though she doesn't like Ruby. Oh, I want I want Raven to come back, and I want Raven to just be nice now. No, but not like too nice. No, Raven has like to be mean. mean. Nice. That's important. <laughs> Raven has to be the Vegeta, is what you're saying. Exactly. Yes. Yes. She has to wear a pink polo. That's <laughs> I hope. God. I hope next season has a bunch of scenes of Crow in jail being visited by raven <laughs> oh my god that would be very very like the fact and, and like the staff know about it but they can't do anything about it so they just kind of leave it <laughs> yeah this, this woman like keeps visiting that guy in jail but she hasn't tried to break him out and we can't stop her coming so she she beat up gerald like i don't know <laughs> she has a really big sword she has a gun that shoots swords we're not really sure what to do she with it she has a gun she that shoots swords mask. She does have a grim mask. Man, Raven's so cool. I fucking love her. What the fuck was I going to say? I don't know. You want to talk about Penny now? Let's talk about Penny. Penny's Um, fucking good. That's what. I'm trying to remember if there's any... Penny, pick her up. I'm trying to find if there's <laughs> any other threads I want to pick up, just because I think this is the biggest thing, and I want to like maybe save it for last. Um, but I th- think we've talked about everything else important, um, except of course the com wants to show me a video about Doom Eternal from Rooster Teeth. Um, yeah, they also they also wanted to show me that video. I very pointedly did not watch it. <laughs> Um. Okay, so yeah, I think Penny stuff and then just like epilogue, end of season, whale stuff. Uh, so Penny's the Winter Maiden. I was wondering if she'd actually be able to do it because she's a robot, yeah. but of course she can. It's fucking rad. It's not, it doesn't matter that she's a robot. She has an aura, which is... Yeah, she has an aura, yeah. But what this does is makes... Okay, so this confirms that... Aura is not immutable because her aura is like taken from Pietro, but she yeah. isn't considered Pietro right, like, yeah. spiritually for the purposes of uh, is, is her cosmic gender correct for the magic powers? <laughs> or like, yeah, is actually, Pietro uh, <laughs> is Pietro going to be the Winter Maiden? Are we going to cut back to him and he's like shooting ice out of his hands? He's like, oh. Can't do it nearly as good as Penny does, but you know. Um I don't I don't know. I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> I also don't think that's going to happen, but you know, anything could happen in this show, maybe. <laughs> I'm disappointed that they didn't follow through with the obvious thing of winter the winter maiden. I mean, that's like that's a, I think that's a pretty good bait and switch, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I think so, it's a really good fake out. Everything is themed like that, like Cinder Fall, mm-hmm. because even then, uh, 
Raven is like with a fall maiden with a name so obvious she probably chose it herself. It's like, yeah, probably. She probably <laughs> did call herself Cinder Fall. <sighs> um there's the really fucking rad fight sequence uh where they're all flying because they just have the three characters that can fly in this fight sequence. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. good. It's fucking good. uh like there's a couple of shots where like uh, Cinder is very much doing the Iron Man like I have rockets in my hands flight that yes. I thought was quite funny. Also, she like there's a bit where she like uh, she knocks Winter off of her bird. Penny goes to save Winter rather than protecting the maiden. Winter's like, why'd you do that? And like, but like Cinder just like explodes into the distance. I think it looks really cool. It's so good. I was connecting this more to Avatar than Iron Man. <laughs> because okay. Ozai does the fly flying with firebending thing. He does do that. In, yeah, forgot in, about in, that. In which? When? In, in the finale of Last Airbender, when he's oh, okay. fighting Ozai. I, I Ozai haven't seen that show. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, um, wait. You haven't seen that show, but you have seen Korra. Yes. Okay. Well, I know what the next season of this <laughs> podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were browsing Hulu the other day, and they have the last Airbender movie on there. And Nora was like, "Do you want to watch that?" I was like, "We have to be ready to podcast immediately after." <laughs> um, it's quite that movie, bad. That movie's racist. It's yep. so racist. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I know it's racist. Um. Um. I feel like the Penny character stuff was all kind of both throughout the season and specifically in the episode before um, where she is like um, proving herself to be, you know, more human than anyone else. Um, the moment, the, the moments where she like doesn't know if she should like accept the power of the winter maiden, but mm. like, it's so good. It's so good. Like yeah, because she's, she's like she's terrified to fuck everything up again because she feels like she still feels even though it was you know clearly not her fault and she's exonerated for it she still feels like it was her fault that all those people died in the the uh, the warehouse and all that stuff. Yeah, and like you know she like doesn't want to take this away from Winter, but also like maybe she thinks Winter should not have this power. Yeah, right. Exactly. There's a lot um, going on there, and I'm a, I'm a fan of it. It's good. I writing like when characters have intricate like internality. Yeah. Yeah. But also maybe they'll do that for Ruby at some point. <laughs> <laughs> what if a character wanted two different things that conflicted with each other? Very yeah. fucked up if you ask me. <laughs> also I like this season as the culmination of Blake's arc of um, not doing anything. <laughs> no, of not allowing the person she's working uh, with right. to like keep doing evil shit without her checking it. Right. Yeah, actually yeah, that's that's a good point. I didn't pick up on that. Because either. it comes up when Yang is framed in the tournament mm -hmm. that oh, this person I knew changed. It all no it wasn't all at once. It was little by little and I didn't do anything. And now this time when this happens, she's like on it. Mhm. Mm it's good. It's good. It's character growth. Yeah. Um, when you have a show run for 7 years, <laughs> you can have the, you can have the like grow and and like face their flaws. There was also I forgot to touch on this um, a moment where Blake and Yang are fighting like uh, Dulcim and Feet Girl, um, 
<laughs> and those are my favorite Street Fighter characters, Dawson. <laughs> Oh, jury. Um, there was a moment where I was just like, they killed her ex last season. You two are fucking chumps. <laughs> they killed that guy. They killed him with a motorcycle. A motorcycle and swords. <laughs> a motorcycle and one sword broken into two yeah, swords. Yeah, right. Yeah. God. They stabbed the shit out of that guy. I think it was mostly blood, actually. Well, you know. <laughs> when you die, a lot of things happen to the human body. Um, so yeah, do we want to go into, like, the closing moments of this season? Um, we've got a little bit of the party is scattered and a little bit of, no, there are still 20 characters hanging out on this airship. Um, Maria and Pietro, like, show up in an airship and, like, evacuate Junior and Ruby. Um, and there's just a lot of people on this airship. <laughs> um, meanwhile... Crow's in jail. Oscar, like, fell down that big shaft like Luke does at the end of uh, Empire. And then just like, Luke, he, <laughs> just, like, just like Luke, he exploded out of the bottom of that floating place and landed on the floor, and he was fine. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Palpatine. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. The bottom <laughs> of that that did actually happen. <laughs> that actually did happen. I forgot that. No, because that's a Palpatine clone that we see in Rise of Skywalker. But his spirit exploded at the bottom of the Death Star <laughs> and I, landed on the floor in his new body. I absolutely Isn't refuse it? to acknowledge tweets about the Rise of Skywalker telling me what happened in it. It's just they don't <laughs> exist. I, I pretend I do not see them. Does um does the airship go to pick up Oscar? I cannot remember. Not in this. Not in this episode. Okay. They don't know where he is. Okay. Um. Yeah, he just turns to look with resolve back at the city, as as Ospin, like, as Ospin is understood to tell him how they're going to be saving Atlas. Yeah, so Ospin is back, but like, does is so? Can he use Ospin's magic without Ospin being around? Is my question, like. I'm unclear on that part because he didn't use it. He didn't have access to it before. Uh, and that was before Ozpin went away. Um, I'm really curious where they're going to go with this because Oscar <clears throat> is starting to define himself. And with Ozpin, with Ozpin back and Oscar having a firmer sense of self than he used to, I wonder how they're going to like um, intermingle. Uh, I assume Ozpin's not going to be taking the driver's seat anymore. Um, mm. Or he's going to do that, and Oscar is going to have a big fight with him. Um, yeah, I feel like I would expect that more. But Yeah. I want to see Ozpin rendered in current-gen Ruby visuals. <laughs> I know. Because I'm yep. worried that he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to know. You need to know for you sure. Need to, you need to read Witch Hat Atelier. Yes, I also need to read Witch Hat Atelier, which is just a real AU. Yeah, yeah it really, the Ozpin is just in that book. It's great. <laughs> and oh, that the, um, the, yeah, like uh, it feels like if you're gonna have a character who lives inside the brain of another character, who you like, and you know what they look like, like it seems like a waste not to have them like talk to each other on the astral plane in their yes. like you know visual bodies. And they also need to have like a duel on the stained glass window that is the heart. Exactly. 
Full Metal also, Alchemist understood this. <laughs> <laughs> um, just brief aside, as I'm like kind of watching the episode while we talk, Winter after she gets the shit beaten out of her is pretty hot. Yeah, no, she's fucking hot as fuck. Uh, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I thought that would come up. <laughs> Winter with her hair down is. It also. Good. And also. Fucked also. up from the fight. Um, Battle damage. Yes. Hot as fuck. Um, wait, isn't there. Unfortunately, she's still a Nazi, so. There's a bit in this last episode where, like, I'm pretty sure Ruby and Weiss are standing on either side of Oscar, like, trying to comfort him. I'm pretty sure that's a thing that happens. Penny. Oh, yes. They're Penny's standing on the plane, and, uh, Ruby leans on one shoulder, and then Wise comes in and leans on the other shoulder. Yes, I've got the shot here. It's, it's got vibes. My my two moms. <laughs> um, they're just friends. It's just really just good friends, friend. you know. They're just they just uh they just smile and nod at each other when everyone else is talking and having character beats, you know. They're just bros. Just bros. Just bros being dudes. <laughs> this is more gay shit than it, like most things Blake and Yang have done this season. I'm fucking furious. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Salem shows up on an evil whale. Oh it's my god, the it's so cool! Shit that's ever happened? <laughs> so, it fucking emerges from a death cloud where the fucking lightning strikes and the silhouette of her giant head is there. I'm like, this isn't allowed. You're not allowed to do this to me. The evil whale has sharp teeth. Oh my god! Uh, I'm fucking angry. I'm fucking angry. What happened to all of? Remember when? Oh wait, did that? Was that? I'm trying. I'm remembering Salem's uh, Wizard of Oz moment where she likes says, "Fly my pretties, fly." Did that ever pay off? Did they turn up in that's, in Haven? That's, that's in the scene there in the background. Okay, right. Okay. That was two seasons ago, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was the fucking that was the post credit stinger two seasons ago. Hey, remember Ooh. Emerald? I sure do. Mercury. Yeah, I assume Mercury's oh, just yeah. dead. I assume we'll never see Mercury again. <laughs> They're probably going to be back in this next season because they're probably with Salem, right? I assume yeah. so. It seems and like she brought her whole fucking castle on the back of that whale. <laughs> so is that where we is that where we think this is going to go then? Like Emerald betraying Salem here will mean she loses? Maybe. I definitely think uh if if she's in season 8, that's the season where she like fucking leaves Salem for sure. Where she and Cinder stop macking it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cinder, Cinder's got two hands. Well, Cinder has as many hands as she needs. To <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, trying to think of more to say. This has been a long podcast, but I think I think we've touched on everything yeah. I've got. Considering the number of episodes we've covered, this has been about the length of a normal podcast. I know it's weird. <laughs> Maybe next, maybe next season we're just gonna do like two episodes, like one at the midway mark, and maybe. yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully, like uh, the first half of next season isn't terrible. That would be a big. Uh, what if the back half is terrible? 
then oh, maybe I'll, so I'll actually be able to quit this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, if you make the back half good, then I'm going to watch next season. But if you make the back half bad, then I can actually quit. I'm never going to quit this show. I hope you all know. I've been yeah. I've been watching this show since day one, and I'm not going to quit now. I mean, I'm married to you, so I guess if you're going to keep watching the show, I will keep I'm watching the show. This on you. This no. Is my the the thing is right like the reason i was thinking i was going to quit is because all the stuff i wanted to happen this season didn't happen and the problem is that most of it still didn't happen in these episodes but a bunch of other really cool stuff did yeah yeah so i don't know the show's we'll good. the show's good. <laughs> the show is good the show is really good blake and yang need to kiss that's true well they need to talk yeah, yeah, they right. didn't. They so, have not had a conversation about their feelings. And before all... before we get onto before we get onto who's who, be I, I want our, our segment for to end off this season to be what are the top five conversations that we really want for next season <laughs> that we definitely are not going to fucking get because nobody in the show talks to each other despite the fact that they had seven episodes where nothing happened. Number one, Blake and Yang. Number yeah. two, Crow and Robin. Number three, what do they talk about? Is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, Blake and Yang talk about their feelings. Crow yep. and Robin talk about their feelings. Um, because this scene, this season does end on Robin like grabbing Crow's hand and comforting him in prison. So also, uh, she's just given like she's she's ar arrested at the end of this season, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and the last thing that everyone who loves her saw from her was her giving the go ahead to the guy who arrested her. Yeah, yeah. On, on like national TV, she was like, "This guy's great," and he just arrested her and also put the city under martial law. And yeah, but you know that um, would require this show to reckon with its fascism, which is definitely not going to happen. So that's number two. Number uh, three, um, that trans character to get any speaking lines does that count? No, but she did speak. She but did get speaking more, lines. more. <laughs> I want Robin's Happy Huntresses to get more stuff to do. They will have their own episodes of Ruby Chibi this year. Oh, yes, they will. Wait, um, really? I hope so. Okay. I, I thought that you'd like read that in a press release or something. I hope they bring back Ruby Chibi. I assume last season of Ruby Chibi didn't happen because of Vic Mignogna. I assume that's what that is. I assume so. I don't know that for a fact, but you know, it would make sense. Um... Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, are we ever going to have a serious sorry, was... conversation with Penny oh. about the implications of her new superpowers, or are we just going to let that one sit? I assume that one has to happen. I assume there has to be a conversation. <clears throat> Ruby and Penny are the two characters who are capable of talking to each other. <laughs> um, and so... Penny will go to Ruby and be like, I feel really scared of my new powers. And Ruby's going to be like, I'm too busy being sad about my mom to I'm like comfort you. Like my I new powers. Yes. To, I don't know how to comfort you. Like I usually do because I'm sad now. Or she'll just comfort her. Like she normally does. Yeah. When does John get his winter maiden or any maiden powers? <laughs> <laughs> um, so if Salem killed summer, Mm -hmm. who, who is the summer maiden? And why is unless Summer's not dead? Yeah, I feel like the implication is that Summer isn't dead, right? 
Oh. Which would be an yeah, no, reversal of I don't have to stop you. Because the, the maiden can't be a problem if 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 she's not dying and passing on the power. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, do you think she's like keeping uh, Summer on ice so that um, like she can, she can give um, the but powers to someone? She's, she's doing the Gideon Graves. She's going to have a big tube with all of the girlfriends in the tubes. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and then gonna she's gonna turn into Kefka. Oh, wouldn't yes. this if this show had a fucking <laughs> Kefka apocalypse? Holy shit! This that is why I want the awesome. time skip. I want Salem yeah. to just win. Like, but, uh, not, yeah, that's not the best possible time but, skip. God damn. Yeah, I want Salem to walk out of walk out of her bedroom for ten minutes, change the landscape of like the political landscape of Remnant, and then go back to sitting on her throne. <laughs> <laughs> um. Damn. What if? What if? This is a worse version of the time skip that I'm going to pitch right now. Um, they defeat Salem this season once and for all. Somehow they kill Salem somehow, and then there's a time skip. And six years from now, they're like, "We should kill God," <laughs> because I feel like they have to kill God. They so definitely have to kill God. They've so established that there is a God and that they kind of suck. So they definitely have to kill God. So you're like, you want to. You are, I know you don't know this, but you want a Gurren Lagann situation where, like, they beat Salem, but then there's, like, a bigger threat. Not even there's oh, a bigger damn. threat. I want them to, like, sit around for six years and have nothing happen, and then they just randomly decide that they're going to go kill God now. <laughs> like, in, uh, like, like in Speed, how in Speed they're like, we shouldn't be together because our relationship is founded on, like, high-stress situations. They're like, yeah, we were, like, fighting for the safety of the world for so long. We're so bored now. Let's go and let's find something new and bigger <laughs> to kill. Yes, exactly that. Oh. And Ironwood, reformed Ironwood is like, I got a spaceship. You want to... <laughs> 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 But no, they definitely have to kill God. I think we we talked about this maybe yes. on that the episode where they 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 break the moon. Like this show, there's no other way this show can end than for oh, them to yeah, kill. Oh yeah, they definitely the have power, to kill God. I just want it to be for very arbitrary games. reasons. Fair I mean, enough. this the show will end multiple times mm -hmm. because it's a Rooster Teeth show. They're going to end Team Ruby's story at some point, and they will make a new show in the same like continuity. Okay, yeah, but I think we're a ways off from that. I don't know. I think we're less than five years away. That's what I that, mean. <laughs> that's that's quite five years is a real long time. Do you five years ago was before 2016, and there was not before a 2016. But <laughs> five years from now, we will have gone through another election. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> They'll still be counting the results from the primaries. <laughs> hey, topical. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> so the fucking the whale, the whale's so cool. What a choice to for a fucking thing. Why is it a whale? Someone at someone at Rooster Teeth was just choice. like, I fucking love Dishonored. What if we put a whale in? And someone else yeah. was like. Yeah, Dishonored's really good. Let's put a whale in there. They were like fishing through metal album covers to make the final like visual beat of their show, and they were like, "I've got this, uh, I've got this Gojira album cover," and they were like, "Damn, yeah, cool." 
fucking well, how, flying whales. Let's how do you do beat it. the dragon? Yeah, I mean, a whale, a whale does apparently. beat a dragon. <laughs> I mean, is that wrong? I think that's right, if you ask me. The whale, <laughs> like you said, the whale has sharp teeth. What does a whale need teeth for? What does God need a starship? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do you want to take us to Who's Who Be Nora? I would love to. As, as we've established in every other instance of this game, this game is played with TV tropes. Yep. Did you establish the new rules for this on the episode that we lost? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read a trope from the character list. And um, you're, both of you are going to tell me whether or not you have decided you know who the character is. And whoever guesses it in like... In fewer hints. Yeah. Wins. Okay. So is there any... Just remind me, because obviously I know the rules. They've been established rigorously every time. But just for the viewers, how, how is there any bound on which... Like, is this a this is a character that's big enough to have their own TV tropes page, right? So yes. it's not going to be any of the... It's not yeah. going to be someone we wouldn't recognize. I mean, the fucking background-ass characters. That one were of the in characters the, who do does it. have a list of her own is C.L. Solil. Oh, yeah, that character. I know her. Who is known as Penny's cop from season three. Like, she oh, has her yeah. list. Wow. Um, but also, that's... And Team Funky is here. You know. Hell yeah. I'm okay with that. <clears throat> Remember they were in this season? Remember how it wasn't that cool? It was all, it was all right. Remember Team Remember. Kafifi? <laughs> bring bring back bring back Kafifi. That's that's my big. <laughs> they, they they already brought back Penny. They did that for me. Now they're gonna bring back fucking shit. What's her name? They brought back Team Coffee this season. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they brought back the other team. Team Funky. That, we, this is yeah. what we're talking about. We we're literally I, just talking about Team Funky. You're going, you're going through this conversation You all might have heard keyboard sounds. I might have been... <laughs> writing a tweet on a keyboard. Twitter for desktop. Ew. <laughs> it's more likely than you'd think, unfortunately. <laughs> Hi, listeners. It's Autumn from the editing room. Just saying that uh, for the next couple minutes through Who's Whoby... Nora and I start to cut out a little bit. Um, I guess I could fix that by using our local recording instead of the Craig backup for this, but that would be more work for me to do, and I just don't think anybody should hold me to any standards ever. Um, and I will just simply not do this extra work, and you're all going to put up with the fact that Nora and I cut out a little bit through these next couple minutes. I love you. But, um, yeah. Well, shit, what is the character's name? Coco. They need to bring back Coco. They yes. brought back Penny, <laughs> now they need to bring back Coco, and she's the Summer Maiden because she's just really good friends with Summer. That's just how it is. <laughs> Make it happen, Rooster Teeth. TV um, tropes. TV tropes. We are TV on tropes. TV tropes. Okay. It is time for Who's Hoobie. There's a character named Shay D. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the guy. That's the bandit guy that Yang beats up to get to Raven's camp. 
My guy's name is Shady Man. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. I should probably be filling this dead air somehow, but no, I don't have any idea. Our Just first, put elevator music in the edit. Our <laughs> first trope is Action Mom. Okay, I've got a couple ideas here. There's a couple moms in the show. Yeah. One or two. Keep going. Now, stop me if at any point you need a reminder because they're not always self-evident. self-evident. <clears throat> Determinator. Okay. I, I, I know that one. I've used, I've unfortunately used TV tropes enough to know what that one is. Mm-hmm. Rem- I think I know that one. Remind me. Uh, it's, just, it's just a very determined person, like the Terminator. Character, good or evil, male or female, young or old, ever, no matter what. Okay. There's no stopping I, the determination. You didn't. They do not understand. You're still tech. reading. Um, that's a link. <laughs> and it's a waste of time to tell them the odds. That's another link. No one can reason with them. They'll do whatever they have to. That's another link. Without question. Yes, please. <laughs> no price is too good. I'm begging link. you to, to just read me. <laughs> okay. Good parents. Okay. Is that... Uh, I guess uh, TV tropes doesn't make any particular distinction between whether the, the troped character is or has that. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Keep it up. It's throwing off my idea. That I had, but mm-hmm. yeah, go on. Uh, good stepmother. Okay, I know who this is. Yes, okay. right, yeah. You do? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I probably have the same guess as Autumn. I don't know if I'm right. <clears throat> okay. It's Raven, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to read the next trope anyway. Okay. Like mother, like daughter. Yeah. yeah you it's, were it's both Raven. wrong. It's Summer Rose. Motherfucker! <laughs> She's never... The next one after like mother, like daughter is then never found the body. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, when was? Hang on. I, I thought. I guess that timeline makes sense. I can't remember. I couldn't remember whether the the characters talk about Raven parenting Ruby or Summer parenting Yang. I, I can't remember if that if that is ever even mentioned. I mean, yeah, Summer would be parenting. Yang. Yeah. Uh, Yang calls her super mom. Oh, really? Okay. Right. Damn. Craig's <laughs> so loud and weird. <laughs> Sorry about that. What were you saying? Uh, oh, nothing. I think this episode's pretty good. I like this episode a lot. Yeah. We didn't talk about uh, Boktai, but you know. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of time left to talk <laughs> about Boktai. If you want some Boktai, uh, go to a different podcast. <laughs> We've talked about Boktai on this podcast before. Whatever. And we will again. It's fucking police knots time, baby. <laughs> you know what we should talk about? We should talk about One Step from Eden. Holy shit, that game is good. We should talk about Lunar Nights. <laughs> also Let's Lunar Nights. Let's talk about Lunar Dragon Song. The, the last time we talked about Boktai on this podcast was me learning what Lunar Nights is. That guy's got a cat. Fucking, wait, is the, is the, is the, the fan project, I think, is also called Lunar Nights? There's a fan project? Yeah, yeah. I don't have fans. <laughs> uh, excuse me. You. You're, on, you're on a podcast with two of them. <laughs> Go to you hell. start believing in the Bogtai fans. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Look at that fandom. This game looks fucking hype. This looks all right. I don't really understand how a game for the 
for the personal computer can like meaningfully I guess it uses your like location weather data. God, video games. But yeah, one step from Eden. You'll ever play fucking Mega Man Battle Network? No, but I was actually just telling someone the other day that uh, I need to download all the Mega Man Battle Network ROMs. You were saying that to me. No, I was, saying this, I, I was saying this to someone else because I was having this conversation over text and launcher, Matt. I was saying that I'm going to download all the Mega Man Battle Network ROMs so that I can never play those games, but I can think about playing them all the time. Here's the thing. That sounds so I, hype. I have wanted to take a podcast journey through all of Mega Man for three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I've never found the right podcast setup to make that like an interesting show. Because what I also wanted to do was I wanted to start with watching the TV show. I'm, I for one, I'm heartbroken that you have been thinking about this for three years, and this is the first I'm hearing of it. <laughs> <laughs> Curly, hello. Hi. <laughs> one step from Eden looks like my shit. It fucking pops. Deck building roguelike with relentless real time yeah, combat. It's, Fucking it's, sign this hmm, bitch up. I've I don't got. Know it's, about that. I've it's, got. Slay the spire. Slay the spire. <laughs> yeah, it's slay the spire, but it doesn't look like shit and plays like Mega Man Battle Network, which is like. I, I mean, I think if I didn't have a job, like that is how you would. If you were trying to like trap me <laughs> in a coffin. Oh. You were trying to trap me in a coffin so you could surround me with sun lasers to vanquish me from this mortal plane. It would be with this video game. I I also just looked it up and it does just have curly in it. Yeah, yes, the main yes, character I'm, I'm is just game. curly. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, this looks so, yeah. all right. I shouldn't spend twenty dollars on this, but I might spend twenty dollars on this. Uh, if it's good, yeah. let me know and I'll play it too. Um, I just don't know about deck building. I just <laughs> I just want Slay the Spire to not look like shit. <laughs> Me too. I love that one guy who's like, hey, I'm over here. Yeah, the cultists are pretty cute. (laughs) 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 He's just having a good time. Every time Nora like comes downstairs to talk to me and I'm playing Slay the Spire, and if I see one of the cultists, she just starts doing that voice. (laughs) Because they just got their hands in the air, they're like, Sounds very good to me. (laughs) Sounds very blessed. It's good. I love this girl. Who? You. The girl reading this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, also Lelouch is in one step from Eden? Yeah, there's there's a lot of people in that game. There's there's just Femme Lelouch. <clears throat> which reminds me of the shit post that I wanted to make earlier, which is she her Kip Duran. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like a like a she her Jason Solo. <laughs> Just the, the the confusion, the, the the resignation to not knowing in that. You'll learn about Kip someday. Don't even he know was what a that means. Figure in galactic history. No one knows what it means. It's provocative. Can I can I confess something on the podcast? Absolutely. This is a confessions podcast. So I went to um uh one of those Yahoo anime websites um where you can just uh-huh. find video games for free. Oh, okay. Um, anime? It's a Waypoint Radio joke. Um, I just I went to one of those websites where you can find video games for free, and you can't find One Step from Eden, but you can find ReCore, which now I might Ooh. play ReCore. I, w- oh. I, w- I, w- I will bully you if you if you steal this this indie game that came out yesterday. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. I, 
I am down to steal video games, but probably shouldn't steal indie video games. Um, now, there are some limits to that. Okay, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So witness, steal it. I did steal RimWorld this week, I and I feel fine is. about is that. Is that a sex thing? It's that, uh, is that Halo? Yes, RimWorld, RimWorld is a sex thing. <laughs> it's a Halo sex thing. <laughs> it's that Dwarf Fortress game with that guy who made a, made it so that men can't be bisexual. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he also yeah. also uh, an acquaintance of mine wrote a piece about it for Rock Paper Shotgun, and he got up in the comments and like called her mean things because he she, he said that she was like a fucking bad journalist writing a hit piece because she correctly plotted out like reverse engineered the statistics that he was using to uh, talk about those relationships. This just reminds me of the person who modded <laughs> masturbation into Stardew Valley. What? <laughs> And then just nobody ever left their houses. <laughs> uh, they modded uh, part of NPC routines would be that all of the boys would jerk off sometimes. J.O. cycles. J.O. schedules, <laughs> sorry. And they added, like, blushing uh, character portraits. I wish that you could get blushing character portraits in Stardew Valley without <laughs> also installing the weird jerk-off mod. <laughs> let, me, let me Google this. Um... Gonna install a jerk off mod into my Insta Solaris, where all the world leaders spend one it was year. A, it was a it was a Vice article. Mm -hmm. Stardew the Stardew Valley modder who added jerk off schedules for every guy. Yes, you read that headline correctly by Patrick Klippik. Hey. <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about Stardew Valley, but the boy in the header image is cute. I don't know fucking anything about Stardew Valley except that I've tried it like three times and don't like it. He's kind of cute. He does have... You mentioned that he has a blushing uh, portrait now. You did not mention that he has like a shirtless portrait now. Mm -hmm. um, we should probably end the podcast, right? I mean, this is also good content. This is good content for this sure. Is, I'm just... You're witnessing the birth of a new podcast. Yeah. Which is where so, I What get is the Mega Man podcast called? <clears throat> well, I had a title once upon a time, but that's fallen through, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which was uh -huh. the Blue Bombshells. Yeah. Right. I mean, I like it. <laughs> it's good, but I don't know if that's our if that's the vibe of Curly plus Nora. So you can't see it, but I'm making a I'm making a like exaggerated shrugging gesture at the moment. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop it. <laughs> You're going to start a fucking Mega Man Battle Network podcast, and I'm going to start a competing Sonic X podcast. What I want to do is I want to do, like, a Mega Man podcast where part of it is we watched, like, an episode or two of the cartoon, which eventually turns into Battle Network, which eventually, oh. which eventually turns into the new Cartoon Network show. There's but a new cartoon also, show? along the way... There's, there's we are a also new Mega Man TV show. There's a new Mega Man TV show from like three years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Powered Do up, I, I think it's it? called. Oh, okay. I think maybe my brain just mentally filed that <laughs> in the same place as NT Warrior. But I also want to do like oh, and also this month we played Mega Man One. Okay. <laughs> so it would be like a weekly or biweekly TV episode podcast, and also check ins with the game before that month, and then you, we'd play through every game eventually. Okay. Hey, uh, hey Nora. Have yeah, you what's up? Played, have you ever played the Mega Man Zero games? I, 
I've tried to. Uh, they were yeah. hard. Yeah, they're very, they're very, very difficult. As games in the world, they they really do not want you playing them. But I just <laughs> the the thing about the Mega Man Zero games is uh, they seem to me like they're exactly your level because like Mega Man is this uh, you know it's this. Um, uh, Are you about to of... tell me about the Cyber Elf Wars? Yeah, yeah, I'm about to tell you about the fucking Elf Wars. I'm about to tell you about the like the context of the Elf Wars in amongst the world of Mega Man because it like yes. it basically creates this ever so like like it starts with you know Mega Man he you know he's a boy made of fucking squares he uh, he jumps he shoots and he like saves the world. Jump from, shoot, yeah. man! Yeah, I was trying really hard not to do that voice, but you, you went and did it. you just went and tweeted Run it out. Cars. <laughs> And then, but so, and then in Mega Man, uh, Mega Man X and Mega Man Zero, Zero has like anime baggage. Like he's got a he's got a virus that makes him kill, and he doesn't want it, but he's you know he's trying to get rid of it, and he's also very hot. And X is confused about all of this, and then Zero murders someone. He screams, "What am I fighting for?" And then in Mega Man Zero, it's, it goes another layer up. Like it seems like exactly your intersection of, yeah, uh, like weird lore baggage bullshit. As someone who cares deeply about the the conflict between X and Zero playing Mega Man X games as a kid, I did read a lot of Mega Man lore that has like mostly faded from my memory but lingers on in like vague emotional beats. Because um, they not only that, not only are the Mega Man Zero games like, you know, the games a game like where the story is written specifically for people who cared more about than the story of Mega Man X than the people writing it. But then they did that again with Mega Man ZX, which is a game set in the ruins of the ruins of the ruins of Mega Man. It's like, it's insane. It's, it's great. And then at some point, you'd also have to play Legends or whatever, I guess. But who really cares I, about Legends? Me. I'm that person. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that's what was coming. I, I knew someone who would care about Mega Man Legends. It's Curly. Me, hello. But I think I probably still have the fucking the Mega Man Legends like uh, crowdfund project as a Facebook group that I follow. You could probably, if you were to dig down into my very defunct Facebook, you would find that group. Okay, I have two memories in my head, and I can't remember which one is real. It might be both. Did they do a Kickstarter for Mega Man Legends Three? Did Capcom yes. do a no? Yes. yes. No. No. There was, there was definitely a crowd. I'm not sure if it was a funding project or a support project for Mega Man Legends 3. But Mega Man Legends 3 has been formally cancelled. Yes. But they also did... It was going to be for the 3DS, I remember. But there Among was there was also Red Ash. That's what that's the that second thing I was about to ask about, is that the Mighty Number no. 9 people were also going to make a Mega Man Legends. But the yes. game didn't make it, but the anime did? <laughs> Whatever. Um, Mega Man Legends 3 was announced for the 3DS in 2010. Um, there you go. Following the cancellation of following, following the cancellation of Mega Man Legends 3, fans created a Facebook titled 100,000 Strong for bringing back Mega Man Legends 3. That's me. I'm one of those people. <laughs> Aiming remember to get Capcom they... to resume development of the game. Yep. Remember when they had polls to, for the fandom to determine the cute girl for the Mega Man Legends 3? Remember Project Rain or Rainfall? Do y'all remember this? No. This was like the people who were petitioning Nintendo to get uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, the last story, and something else. <laughs> port, like 
brought to America. What am I talking? Project Rainfall. Yeah, oh, it's it's fucking Operation Rainfall. Oh, video but... game. That sounds like a that sounds like that sounds like a crime. That sounds like you know something that you read about. <laughs> like that sounds like it took place in The Hague. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were, they got Xenoblade Chronicles: The Last Story and Pandora's Tower brought to uh, damn the those US. Are cer- those are certainly video games. Um, remember when? <laughs> remember when Sakaguchi quit Square and then went and made a game called The Last Story? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking legend! A hero, uh, a hero, a hero of our time of all times. They should put that on the Switch. So I can never play it, but think about playing it most Remember days. Remember the launch trailer from Mighty Number no. Nine? No. What? The, you mean the one? The one that? The one with the anime fans on prom night? Uh huh. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, people got so mad about that. Do you know what? Do you know what? Have you played the Mighty, Mighty Number no. Nine? No. Mm-mm. It looks so, terrible. I, so t- the things that you need to know about Mighty Number no. Nine. Number one, it's not good, and you probably shouldn't play it. Number two, uh, it has a really, really interesting central mechanic that is fully let down by how terrible everything else is. And the third thing that you should know about Mighty Number no. Nine is they made a good one, and nobody knows about it. Uh, it's the the most recent Gun Vault game. Is if Mighty Number no. Nine was good, and it fucking owns i like the first gun vault and i never got around to playing the second one yeah i heard that all the gun vault games are pretty good which is so funny because mighty number nine is so bad the first one is like uh i'd I'd say the first one is a very like like so the first gun vault game is like it's weird like it's it's especially because people were expecting a new Mega Man zero game it's very much not one of those but it is that it has that physicality it has that same level design it has that attitude but you don't play it in a very similar way uh, so it's weird. A lot of people didn't like it. I really like it, but it's very different. And then they sort of uh, use more of that like design and action pedigree that they had from the Mega Man Zero games, and they bring more and more of it into Gunvolt 2 and then Luminous Avenger X. And Luminous Avenger X is fucking awesome. Did you all ever play Gunman Clive, which is I apparently now Gunman on Switch? Uh, did you know that the Red Ash anime did come out? Oh, Lord. And I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I'm watching it on YouTube right now. <laughs> so is that gonna be is that gonna be season season zero of our Mega Man podcast? <laughs> is we watched this anime of a fan project that never came out. Wow, this really is Mega Man Legends, isn't it? God damn, they, they didn't try very hard to make it not. <laughs> um, but it's also wow. a little bit of Castlevania sixty-four. Specifically I, Castlevania sixty-four. Yeah. I'm just that's, really that's into this. so shameless. Like this guy looks, you know, the main character looks quite a lot like Mega Man. The secondary character looks a bit like Royal Casket and a bit like Yataman. But the third one is just fucking Taisel. That is that is Taisel from Mega Man Legends. I don't know that, who that is. The guy, the guy on the right in the poster. Like, hang on, let me, let me. <laughs> oh, somebody did a bad quote tweet at me. Um, exact fucking same. Hang on, let me. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Check out this guy. Um oh my god. <laughs> it's the same fucking dude. <laughs> it's the same guy. <laughs> I just really like this video you posted, Nora, because it does really remind me of the days when you would just watch Naruto on YouTube. In seven minute chunks. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so this has become an episode of Export Audio. <laughs> it really has. All I had to do was say the words Boktai and I really want to check out Kira 5. I want 
I keep thinking about hacking my 3DS and not doing it. I should just do that. That's because every time you try to do it, you have a panic attack. That's because every time I try to do it, I ask people for help, and, and I get, get like... panic attack. Yes, people always make me panic. <laughs> um, Damn, this hack- show looks kind of cool, you know? That's a Reva bot. You can't, you can't just... Call that, that uh, the parallel machine. That's <laughs> this is illegal, and I'm way into it. Maverick podcasters. Why is D Rose trending on Twitter? Um, I hope D Rose gets COVID. <laughs> cool. Are we doing this? I'm gonna cut that. <laughs> Are we doing this on the podcast? I'm gonna cut that. <laughs> He's just a bad man, and he's trending on Twitter. Um, Joe Biden's a rabid dog. He needs to be beaten to death with a stick. <laughs> um, I'm in mood. Oh, he's he's coming back to the Bulls. Good, that's where he belongs. Um, why is Godzilla trending on Twitter? Um, I'm just. What? I just saw something that made me grumpy. That's all. We're reading Twitter live on the podcast. Currently, where can people find you online? <laughs> you can find me online. You can find my terrible tweets at twitter.com slash curve underscore e underscore brace. Uh, on there, currently, because uh, I'm not allowed to leave the house, uh, I'm tweeting links to streams, which I'm doing twice weekly. Uh, I think I'm probably going to try and make it on Tuesday and Thursday, where on Tuesday, I'm going to sc- stream uh, Grambly Fantasy Versus, which is a cool fighting game where, mm. uh, you know, Beautiful anime people beat each other to death with swords. And then, oh, Smash Brothers! Yeah, it's a lot like Super Smash Brothers, actually. Uh, War, you know, Wario is there. Uh, <laughs> There's a fart button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is. There is a fart. <laughs> I this is the only character I know by name. She's cool. Zeta's cool. Um, and then on Thursday, I'm gonna on Thursdays, I'm gonna stream continue streaming Metro Prime 2 Echoes for the Nintendo GameCube, because that game Ooh. fucking slams. It I played, does. A, bit of it yes- it I played is- a bit of it yesterday, and wow, it's still really, really good. It's a fucking fantastic video game. I've got two questions for you, Curly. Okay. Um, one, if I'm thinking about Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, but I don't know any of these characters very well, should I just get Dragon Ball Fighters? Uh, so those two games are about as different as fighting fighting games can be from each other. I assumed they were similar <laughs> because they're both by Arc System Works. Is that not true? Yeah, so that's not that true. So okay. there's definitely so, like similarities between those the games that that studio makes to to my knowledge, but they're not what you're thinking of. Okay. No, there are uh, like the the thing that Arc System Works is like famous for across the titles is like the animation technique that they use, and it's what allows them to recreate. Uh, you know, it's what makes what makes Dragon Ball Fighters look so much like you know frames from Dragon Ball or whatever. Anyway, this is to avoid making this into an episode of my own podcast. Uh, I would basically <laughs> say that uh, like you should play the game that gets you most excited about playing it, but. Uh, I, I will Kombat. say that, yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. Mortal Kombat, yeah. Um, but I would say that if, like, you're talking about like raw, like, difficulty of picking up a game, playing a game, and sticking with a game, I would say that Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is way easier to start pl- playing and pick, you know, stick with. 
I'm just torn because I I hear I hear that about it, and it does intrigue me. But I don't know the Grand Blue characters well that yet, and I yeah. played the game a shit ton for like three days and immediately fell off. Yeah. So, the, so by the game, I, I mean the mobile game, not the yeah. yeah. Uh, as soon as uh, as soon as this game was announced, I I got extremely into the mobile game just so I could care enough about these characters by the time it came out to be really into it and it, it worked way better than i ever expected i've been playing this game for like a year now uh but um i don't know i i would try and uh i don't know if you know someone who has the game on steam or something i would recommend steam sharing it and having a mess around with it see if you enjoy like the feel of playing it oh that makes sense yeah um honestly I would probably enjoy Mortal Kombat if we got Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the problem is that they put a turf in the game. Yeah, I was gonna say they that, did like, put a turf in the I game. I just don't want to give. I just don't want to like a half a cent of my money to go to like yeah. Ronda Rousey or whatever. Yeah, yep. I don't that's even know if that's wise. how that works. She's not even good in the game. Like, she's a bad voice actor. Um, but anyway, my second question. Sorry, I just one more question. I just wanted to say that Mortal Kombat is cool. And I like its vibe. Can't relate. (laughs) (laughs) You do you. You do you. Um, My second... Why do you keep trying to cut me off? I'm sorry. I was just going to say that watching Mortal Kombat cutscenes lights up the same area of my brain as watching fear cutscenes does. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, if you're, you're, like, again, like like, Mortal Kombat is, like... A lot of lore bullshit, even amongst fighting games like Mortal Kombat. Like the characters, <laughs> the characters meet before a fight, and they refer to events from you know decades ago that happened in another dimension or something. Mm-hmm. Like people say, people say things like the Seven Hells, and nobody ever like you, you know where is the Seven Hells? I don't know. Spawn's oh. in it now. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, he's come over from Soul Calibur. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They they make a joke about that. There, is, there, are jokes, there are jokes about that in the pre-round dialogue. He's like, uh, I, I don't know. At some point, uh, Spawn says that you know that's why my soul still burns. And I was like, I see what you did there. And it's Keith David. Keith David is Spawn. <laughs> good, good. Sorry, Autumn, you were talking about something. Um, one, I was going to say that the Mortal Kombat movie is like one of my favorite movies. I just love that thing so much. Is that not the same director as Resident Evil? Yeah, Resident it's, Evil, it's right? W. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the other Paul Anderson uh, who directs movies. Um, um, and I was also going to ask uh, if you can get Prime Two running on an emulator well because uh, it doesn't. Except if you run like experimental builds. The last yep. time I was checking. Yep. Okay. Okay. You uh, what's it? You you do need those experimental builds, but they work like a charm. Uh, if you pop over to if you if you go to my uh, Twitch channel and you, you could just like quickly scan the uh, the video of my last stream and you'll be able to see it. It looks perfect. Okay, cool. You I'm, can also, I'm probably going to do that. If, if you're particularly interested, you can also, I found out, uh, hack it to run at a wider FOV and control with your mouse, which seems fucking heinous, but you know, you can do if you want to. <laughs> um, I mean, I assume if you're... I assume that if you're playing it uh, on the Wii version, you probably control that with the mouse, but I have no idea. I have no idea how many how people emulate Wii stuff at all. And you can just plug a Wii remote into your computer. Right, but I, how do people do that if you don't have a Wii remote laying around? And it probably is like the mouse, I guess, but... Um, <clears throat> trackpad. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get the like not so stable versions of Dolphin and start playing Metroid Prime tonight. Probably. Hell yeah, um, baby! It's so fucking good. I've never played Prime Two. I want to go watch your streams, maybe because I've never seen that game really. If we can get a hold of a Wii, we can just play these games. You could probably buy a Wii for twenty dollars during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Newbie episode nine. Yeah, you I could probably buy a Wii. $20. Are we sure that's not a better title than Doom Before? I don't know. They're both uh, pretty I'm going to write it down and make a call when I upload this. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> can you? The real question is can you buy a Wii U for less? <laughs> People will pay you to take it. Here's, here's my question to you mm -hmm. Is all of this still in Newbie or did we just record two episodes? No, this is all in Newbie. Okay. This is all in Newbie. Yeah, I, I'm. A, a, you know, this it's it's a mega episode, right? We we had yeah. to make it mega somehow, yeah. and and somehow we made it mega by deciding to start a Mega Man podcast. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and also me by talking about piracy at a bunch. Yeah, but um, because mega. And this is and this is what happens when you shit talk Boktai in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! Now I get to do, I get to do a thing that I wanted to do is talk yep. about Mega Man owned. Um, you tore the ass of my costume off, and now my ass is exposed. <laughs> How terrible! It's guts, man. <laughs> uh, Jeff Gersman voice. Oil man is still a problem. <laughs> oh, they made him purple in the in the North American release. That's it's still a problem. <laughs> um, I wanted to clarify a thing. The reason that I made a sour taste face when I was looking at TV tropes is because the, one of the pages referred to Penny as a ginoid. Ooh. Bad vibes on that one. Don't TV, like these TV vibes tropes. he's given me. TV tropes is fucking cancelled. Who taught them the word ginoid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't me. I'm against it. Um, it's just weird. So yeah, twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace or twitch.tv slash curl e brace uh, where I do streams. How about you? Where do people find you online? Find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. Uh, today is Saturday. Um, this podcast probably going to go up a couple days from now just because I have to edit it a little more than anticipated. Uh, <laughs> but before this podcast goes up, presumably will be the next episode of Absolute Destiny Apocalypse. We took a little break, uh, three episodes in, as you do sometimes. And we're back at it again at Krispy Kreme with two very good episodes of Revolutionary Girl Utena. And also coming possibly before this podcast drops is Journal Updated. Oh, is, yeah, this. Uh, my new monthly game club podcast, uh, where me and your friend and mine, Molly, mm -hmm. are going to mm -hmm. play a game mm -hmm. and talk about it and specifically focus on games that offer uh, narrative agency and choice moments because the design of choice is something that I'm very interested in, especially as someone coming from tabletop design and getting more into video game criticism. I'm very interested in the intersection of like agency in the, in these mediums. And uh, our first episode was about the Outer Worlds. A game <clears throat> that you don't like and both wrote pieces about. We both wrote medium pieces about it and it, when it launched, mm -hmm. when we played it. Um, 
we didn't like it, and we played it again. We still didn't like it, but we recorded uh, an hour and fifty minutes <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> um, so that's going to be great. Uh, the next ones because we're doing it in pairs. Mm-hmm. Next month is, uh, I mean, this episode is going to come out at the end of March. April is Soma, mm-hmm. uh, spooky game. And then May is Mass Effect 1. And we're doing these two at a time because we will be playing Mass Effect 1 next month alongside Soma because Soma's a short game. Yeah. And we're going to wor- split the workload so that we're doing long games over two months and the short games every month. Makes sense. Not every month, but like every other. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find everything I do at NoraBlake.online. You can find this podcast and a couple others on patreon.com slash export audio. Um, journal updated should be on the abnormal mapping podcast network, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com. Mm. That'll get you to it. It'll be up in the next four days is my promise to you. That is my promise for this <clears throat> podcast that you're listening to. <laughs> Both of these episodes will come out in March. Yes. <clears throat> I still have an hour and a half of editing to do, which is not an hour and a half of work. Yes. Um, right, we do have a sign-off for this podcast, but it's terrible. Keep it Rubio! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>